0: Okay, Dennis, let's talk about something that's not Tesla. Uh, all right. Ford. Oh no. <laughs> so, you know how uh, you know how I hate myself and and find the need to constantly fix uh, misconceptions on Twitter and just incorrect information.
1: I mean, no one asked you
0: to. No one asked me to, but I just I just feel like I'm obligated. I just somehow I I am obligated to to fix inaccurate information because I can't just, you know, allow people to just continue to spread false information. Right. So some of the stuff that has been popping up more and more and more as we come closer is Mustang Mach-E misinformation. There's just so much of it. Such as? Uh, I mean, there's there's a lot. There's a lot. We start with infrastructure. Mm hmm. One of the more common statements is that Ford doesn't have chargers and Tesla's superior because of the supercharger network. Mm Mm-hmm. That's not true. Is that true? Is that not true to you?
1: Well, Ford doesn't have its own Ford-branded charging network.
0: Correct. Ford does not have its own branded charging network. See, Ford went out of their way to say that they have the largest charging network, and that's really what ticked people off. Mm Mm-hmm because they don't have their own charging network. They have a group of other third-party companies that collaborate together. Yes. To
1: but forms. combined,
0: it is the largest charging network.
1: Some, Well, I'm sure if we're being really, you know, semantic, you could say that a Tesla owner with applicable adapters would have access to the largest charging network because they'll be able to charge at all those four chargers plus superchargers
0: see because the reason that everyone argues against third-party use is because there's so many of them and because each one has their own payment platform or subscription program or app and you have to if you have a chevy bolt for example and you want to travel you need to sign up for 10 different subscription programs, you need to f- find like 40 different apps, because mm-hmm. there's no simple plug-in, pay, and leave, like mm-hmm. Tesla has. That's Tesla's advantage. Mm-hmm. Everyone argues, oh, it doesn't matter how big these third parties get, as long as Tesla beats any one of them, they're the largest. Together, it's meaningless, because you need to separate yourself for each individual one.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's where this misconception comes, because that's not what Ford Mustang mach owners will do. When Ford says that they have the largest charging network, it wasn't just slapping 20 of them together or so. They they actually collaborated with them and built in all the payments, all the charge rate, all the statuses into their car and into their app. Mm -hmm. So it's the exact same thing as if I have a Tesla. Mm
2: -hmm. I
0: just go to a charger that's part of Ford's network, which will show in the car, plug in, my car is billed, and I leave. Mhm. I don't see a difference between that and a Tesla Supercharger do you.
1: Um Tesla Superchargers look
0: cooler. Uh I'll argue that Ford Superchargers look identical and they copied them. <laughs> 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 I don't know if you forgot that the Ford dealership chargers are straight copies of the Tesla Supercharger. Well <laughs> then
1: then then Tesla on top of looking cool gets the uh you know the benefit of being the OG. So
0: and from uh-huh. a consumer standpoint, it makes no difference. Yes, as a company, Ford does not have their own infrastructure. You can't, you can't give points, financial points to Ford when Tesla does have their own infrastructure and they are making that money and Ford's not. Mm-hmm. But from a consumer standpoint, it makes no difference. Tesla no longer has the upper hand with infrastructure, at least not against a company that, like Ford that has combined all of the third-party networks to make their own collaborative network.
1: Well, maybe there's the threat that that umbrella of uh, chargers will eventually not, you know, will will eventually maybe disband. I mean, I don't know the specifics of the agreements they have, but I'm sure there's some sort of, you know, end date to it. Perhaps some is 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 the fact that Tesla will always own their own supercharger network versus Ford kind of leasing out multiple chargers. To them, you know, there's a threat that eventually Ford might not have that umbrella of charging networks, and you will have to go back to having 50 different
0: apps to deal with
1: the 10 different
0: charging networks. Yeah, but now you're just you're creating an argument I've never heard before. So this isn't really. I am. I I mean, that's what I do. I gotta. I gotta come. If we get get into that, I don't think that will ever happen because I think that third-party collaboration will be the end goal of all of these companies. Mm-hmm. and even EVBox mm-hmm. they're creating a collaborative software so every charger can use a software standard mm-hmm. to accept the same payment methods and everything so now all of third party will, will end up being collaborative whether it be individualized through manufacturers or through their own uh, alliances because they are also in a lot of alliances
2: mm-hmm.
0: all you need is someone like uh, ChargePoint and Blink going hey we're going to use the same software and now bam you can use both the same way, right? So, what's something else? What are you seeing? What misconception are you seeing that you want to
1: uh, fix? I, uh, I don't know. You're the one that's been uh, crusading against Ford misconception the past uh, past couple weeks. So what, the see. one that
0: I love is uh, the Ford's not trying. They don't actually care that this is just a compliance car. Um. As someone who has a vendetta against compliance cars, Dennis, how do you feel about that statement? Is the Mach-E a compliance car?
1: Well, <laughs> um, I feel like the definition of compliance car is kind of evolved. Initially, compliance car was just like, Hey, here's the regular Ford Focus. Let's just throw a battery in it. We're not going to change anything about it there. And then we'll make like 5,000 of them or whatever to appease like California or the European laws or whatever. Um, it looks like that uh, concept has died, hopefully, forever, I hope. Um, most. No, there's
0: still a few cars that are only available in certain states.
1: N- well, no, we're, we're not there yet. I mean more so like we took an existing gas car, changed basically nothing about it, and we just threw electric components in it. They're mm-hmm. not EV originals or whatever. They're, they're basically not their own models. Um, that's basically more or less has died and now people are developing actual electric cars from the ground up and whatnot. Um, So now the new, more evolved definition of compliance cars, like you said, where they're either made in supremely low volumes, or they're not, or because they're made in such low volumes, you can't even get them everywhere. So something like, for instance, the BMW iX3, by some, could be defined as a compliance car because it's not available in America. It's only available in, um, you know, China and eventually Europe. Something like the new Kia Soul EV, even though it's a very competent electric car, not made in volumes to reach America yet. And there's supply issues and they're not made in uh, large volumes. Same with the Kona EV, as well as the Nero EV. Um, whether that's because. The companies actually intend there to be low volumes or there's some issues of manufacturing and they're still coming out in low volumes so those vehicles by some definitions might be considered compliance cars so the Mach-E is from uh, uh, I, I would say a uh, it, it's its own model you know even though it's a mustang maki it's not an existing ford vehicle that has electric components in it so we can cross that definition of compliance cars out and they want at least for the first year it was a 50,000 cars which i think is a respectable amount of vehicles probably some would say not a lot considering how many vehicles ford makes in general but it's not you know 5,000 cars 10,000 cars and only available in 10 different states uh that being said the the uh production of them and the deliveries of them is not off to the greatest of starts so we don't know if they will hit their 50,000 car goal for the year uh as 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 my boy Gio said there's they delivered uh three three cars in 2020 um which is like I said not off to a good start um. So you know, if they only end up ever making five thousand, ten thousand cars for the year, then you know, you could maybe make the argument it's a compliance car. But if they reach their their production goals, I think you can't you can't really call it a compliance I car. Even
0: if they if they fall behind, you can't fault them for it. But I should note their fifty thousand expectation is due to battery constraints. Mm-hmm. And they sold out fifty thousand according to them according to them
1: plus they've been you know the original fiat 500e was a good definition of a compliance car they just took the 500 they put a battery in it jacked up the price and the ceo himself said don't buy the car we lose money on it please just we don't want you to buy the car (laughs) ford has been putting an effort into the Machi. it's not something that they just made and just like ah if it does well it does well if it doesn't do it doesn't it doesn't do well we've seen countless um statements by um the ceo and different management about how the important what the importance of this car is different video documentaries that they're trying to appease to the existing Mo- mustang crowd where they 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 try to really enforce that this does is deserving of the mustang name and is a good new chapter for the company so outside of the car itself there's there's effort being put around it. like you said they went through the effort of getting the charging networks to, to 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 combine and make it easy ownership they're they're going through the dealers and making sure they're they're certified for to sell in uh maintenance electric cars so there's effort being put into it so i don't think you can really logically say that the monkey is a compliance
0: car and you also can't logically say that Ford's not actually trying here. Well. Well, let us let me ask you a, a few simple yes or no questions. hmm Okay, in regards to whether or not these statements imply that Ford is actually trying with the Mach-E. Okay. Would Ford have spent billions of dollars on this car if they weren't trying? I mean, I don't know if you know what a billion dollars is. If you don't, I have, I have a Tom Scott video to show you.
1: <laughs> Probably not.
0: Uh, do you think Ford would have degraded themselves and slapped their most valuable namesake on something that could have backlashed horribly and did if they weren't trying? I would hope not. Uh, do you think they'd spend millions of dollars in advertising on a car they don't care to sell? No. You know, the list just goes on. You I, know... I, th- I think they're trying. Mm-hmm. I, I think... You, people argue, oh, but the the battery's low. The specs are bad. Being behind Tesla, being a couple years behind in technology does not mean you're not trying. Tesla was at sub 300 miles of range too just a few years ago.
1: I think... You know, I was thinking about this and it, it, it feels like people... You know when tesla came out obviously they were the underdog there's mm-hmm. there's really no question about it they were you know who were they there's a startup trying to make electric cars in a world that was like what are electric cars <laughs> don't make me laugh um so people had to feel very passionate about tesla because they obviously had to defend any ev misconceptions and try to you know tell people about the 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 good parts about having an electric car and so on and so forth. So they they really harbor this loyalty to the company because they were so much smaller than everyone else. But I but clearly Tesla has grown exponentially since since twenty twelve. You know, they, they are now valued more than every other automaker combined, have brand recognition that rivals the most storied brands in the world and are doing like 50 things at once. I don't, I wouldn't really call that an underdog anymore, but people still in the community view it as an underdog. So they feel very, I don't know, um, very adamant about defending a company that I don't think needs to be defended anymore. Tesla's a big boy now. But it feels Mm -hmm. like most people in the community still view Tesla as an underdog. Is is that something that you would agree with?
0: Uh, yeah but i don't think that justifies no i'm i'm not saying it justifies i'm
1: just saying that that's how that's the reasoning i'm seeing for why people seem to be hostile towards something coming from legacy automakers because you know only half a decade ago the legacy automakers were the big boys and tesla was the underdog but now if evs are indeed the future trans you know uh transportation then tesla is now the biggest boy and everyone else is an underdog coming in for for electric cars but people are still you know coming from from the angle that that tesla is you know below every other legacy automaker and they need to be defended at every point at least that's how i'm seeing it as as uh, as an explanation for this hostility yeah
0: but they're not really defending tesla as an underdog they're defending tesla as the leader Mm. They're not really saying, "Oh, Tesla can easily catch up to Ford." They're saying Ford is behind Tesla.
1: No, I'm just saying that this habit of you know
0: always defending,
1: yeah, yeah. Has, has has continued even though Tesla has surpassed everyone else in terms of electric cars. I mean, obviously, electric cars from a number standpoint are still an underdog. I'm I'm not gonna sit, you know, uh-huh. it's still what two one percent, two percent of the global cars. So there's still you know it's still a mountain to climb but in the electric car space tesla is the dominant company so i don't i don't really think people need to be so you know c- 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 come to their defense anytime someone else tries to make an electric car
0: see i think it's easy for them to do so because of all the other electric cars we've had mm-hmm. forever there was really no question between a tesla and another ev yes I mean, even if you preferred a Nissan Leaf, mm-hmm. everyone around you questioned why you preferred a Nissan Leaf. Like, there was no doubt that Tesla made the superior car. It had better specs. It had better range. It had better technology. It was future-proof. The only thing you could argue is the design choices. Mm-hmm. But on paper, Tesla beat every single car.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So they all have this, like... Th- this this idea that going into the mach and any new car, that, that it's just like, oh, this is just another one. Mm-hmm. It hasn't really hit their mind that they're like, oh, this company is actually not that far behind Tesla. Because no one's arguing that the Mach-E is is on par with Tesla. But I will argue that the Mach-E is number two. Mm -hmm. In terms of EVs we have today, in terms of future proof, in terms of technology, and even specs, I I will argue that the Mach-E sits at number two.
1: Well, we always have to remember that... Probably ninety-five percent of the people that you know view those that, that make those comments and just from the outset say that the Machi is not or any other new EV is not a good car. Their experience stops at the spec sheet. They read the specs and that's it. That's that's a, that's a silly statement. That's so. that that's where the car ends for them. So whatever other intangibles uh the car could have whether how it drives how responsive its user interface can be how the seats you know if they hug you or not that's all that doesn't matter for 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 the majority of people because i mean how many people are actually going to go into the ford dealership look at the maki, sit in the maki, and test drive it to actually form a genuine opinion about the car most people's basic is this car better than a tesla looks at the spec sheet, looks at maybe the options. Maybe,
0: maybe they'll go. You need to point out that this isn't most people. This is most people who are making these arguments. Yeah. Because the average person drives a Toyota Camry. Right. And a Toyota Camry no. doesn't look pretty on any spec sheet. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's priced So <laughs> from, from a consumer standpoint, the mach is bound to sell very well. You would hope. You know, not everyone is stuck on that spec sheet.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Not everyone cares about the zero to 60 time. I'll mm-hmm. argue the majority of people don't care about the zero to 60 time. The majority of people don't care about the uh, top speed. Uh, what people do care about is the range, and the range is lower. But that's, it's lower, but not low enough to argue against it I mean, we were both on the same page of range not being too important i would love a 200 mile range tesla that costs five thousand dollars less than our current
1: yeah
0: and uh, we're both on that same page 200 300 miles is more than plenty for the average driver
1: speaking of uh you know zero to 60s and top top speeds not being that important you know porsche just announced the regular Taycan. it's more or less exactly the same car except it's slower
0: it's it's now on par with the model 3 <laughs> the $35,000 model 3 has the same specs as the 80 something thousand dollar Porsche Taycan but that's not a comparison you can make yeah. the the $35,000 model 3 also has the same specs as a Rolls-Royce that's also not a comparison you can make
1: but so you know
0: yeah. Go, going back to the Ford we keep getting sidetracked here okay let's let's fix some more misconceptions software is a big one tesla obviously their software the greatest right at least presently in the auto world like who else is who else has solitaire other than a chrysler pacifica
1: who got cuphead no one
0: no one has cuphead Who was controller support no one netflix no one mm-hmm. right so there's all these arguments oh but this is just a dated car this isn't future proof i can't watch netflix boring doll car see if people don't know and and I know they don't know because the statement made is O4 oh, four doesn't have underscore underscore the underscore here is OTA over the air software updates the Mustang Mach E does have over the air software updates do we know what they'll do no not yet you know the i was set to have over the air software updates but the only thing we saw out of that was bug fixes in the year that it's been out has it been two years already
2: yeah
0: we only saw bug fixes so that's another thing where you come in with this with this preconceived notion that oh but it's just going to be boring stuff right mm. and and part of this part of part of my opinion here is hope that Ford doesn't fall on that train but from what we do know is that Ford is planning on adding uh i don't even know what level it is like level 2 autonomy features through OTA mm-hmm. so there are the first thing announced is pretty significant
1: Right, but so, I don't. So I'd
0: think. imagine there'll be a few more things, but Ford does have OTA. So the car, in the sense, is future proof. Its interface is the best Ford has to offer. The only other car with it is the F 150.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And in, in, in regards to autonomy, that's the other thing. Oh, but Ford doesn't have autopilot. Well, again, through OTA, Ford is going to introduce their own autopilot competitor. Is it full self driving? No, of course not. Tesla mm-hmm. still has the lead there. Mhm. Ford does do they own or do they have a stake in Argo? Stake
1: with full They have a
0: st- they have a stake in Argo AI. So to to just assume that full driving is is never real never going to become reality for Ford is kind of silly as well.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And you also have all these other third-party companies like Waymo that all they have to do is license from Waymo and then done. They have Autonomous features. Tesla's not the only one with autonomous features. I I hate to break it to you guys, but robo-taxis exist today, not in Elon Musk's future. Waymo has robo-taxis on the road, localized, pre-mapped today. I can get in a self-driving Uber today. Well, not Uber, but self-driving Waymo today.
1: Right. Uh, You know how you can fix this? If if
0: Jim Farley starts posting memes on his Twitter. That that adds another thing. Jim Farley's constantly constantly praising the Maki and how well they've done and, and talking about all the awards they're winning. If they didn't care, would they be showing that? Because again, the, the Fiat CEO said don't buy the Fiat five hundred E. Um Ford put a lot into this car. And I think a lot will come from this car. I think they're number two. I I don't think you can argue whether or not it's better than. I don't, I don't think that you can argue that it is better than a hmm. Tesla. At least well, not biasly. Well, then, men, then Unbiasing. you know, most
1: people will 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 ask why you even going through this effort if you if 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 you yourself say that the Tesla is not an option.
0: Again, the average person drives a Toyota Camry. The average person does not drive a Model Three. The average person drives a Ford Focus, not a Model Three. Mm-hmm. These are mass-produced cars where the average person does not care what the spec sheet says. Of course, a Ferrari is better than a Toyota Camry. Does that mean a Ferrari will outsell a Toyota Camry? No. Tesla still has this this bridge to to pass where they have to reach more of the mass consumers. You know, half a million cars a year doesn't cut it in in a country that does seventeen million cars a year. Ford already sells a large portion of that 17 million cars. I think they did upwards of 3 million cars last year. So, mm-hmm. it, since since it's always compared with the Model Y, because they both are in the electric crossover segment. Mm-hmm. And again, there really is no other person up there next to the Model Y other than Amaki. The, the mm-hmm. big one is price. Right. Oh, but the Model Y is cheaper. It's not. <laughs> it's not the Ford qualified for the seventy five hundred dollar tax credit, making it significantly more affordable than the Tesla. Its residuals are slightly better on leases. It's it's simply that's just factually it is it is not more expensive than a Model Y. It is more affordable than a Model Y. So yeah, you're cutting down range. Yeah, you're cutting down specs. You're cutting down performance, but you also have a more affordable car. Even the even the Mach E GT. Is like seven thousand dollars less than the performance model Y.
1: Woof. Well, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Uh, the car hasn't really come out yet. I don't know. Maybe it will take more owners. St- I mean, you know, auto journalists have had their reviews, but I don't know how much weight people put in on uh, auto journalists' reviews. So. You know Tesla really succeeded based on owners giving their stories. So maybe when the Mach E comes in more stories, I mean, comes into more owners' hands, and maybe those owners have friends that own Teslas, and then those those Tesla owners can have a ride in a Mach E. Maybe maybe the sentiment towards it will will shift a little bit if if the car is as great as it is is predicted to be, um, but. The car's not really out on the road yet. It's in trucks in Kansas or something, on trains, and not in owner's hands. So it doesn't really have that much visibility in terms of social media and people exalting any benefits that the mach has.
0: The problem here is that the car's not out on the road yet, like you just said. Mm -hmm. So these misconceptions are just being cycled through this EV community, Mm -hmm. but in turn will spread. And you're just speaking negative facts on a car that hasn't even begun to sell yet. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of degrading it and making it harder to sell. Mm-hmm. Well, it's okay to be wrong.
1: We'll see. I mean, if uh, 2022 comes and Ford only manages to sell 5,000 Machis, you're going to look a bit silly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we will revisit that. Uh, but if... Sentiment grows, and Ford can hit their fifty thousand or whatever the world allows the facilities to produce. Uh, if 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 they hit their their goals and people like the car, then you're gonna look like a you're gonna look like a smart cookie. So we'll have to revisit in maybe half a year's time how this is proceeding.